Good morning. Today's podcast is the Easter podcast. And in Come Follow Me, you're going to study a whole lot of the prophecies that were in the Old Testament, all through the Old Testament, that were then fulfilled in the New Testament. It's a great study, and I hope you take your time with it. But our Easter story today will begin at Christmas. What? Yeah. The Savior of all mankind was born in a lowly stable, witnessed by shepherds and kings. But think about it. Would that birth even be remembered if it weren't for the events that happened at Easter? Did you ever wonder why it's called Easter? Where did that name come from? Well, it comes from the Hebrew word Pesach, which means Passover, which is very interesting. Think about it. What's the link between Easter and Passover? Remember, in our study of the Old Testament, we learned about the lamb that was taken into the households and eventually killed. And the blood of that lamb was painted on the doorframe of the house. And with that sign, the destroying angel passed over that house and did not take the firstborn of that family. So how then is Easter a Passover? Well, the Savior is the firstborn of the Father. He was perfect and was killed so that we might live again and return to Heavenly Father. So let's talk about some of the events and people involved in what we might term as the first Easter. He rode in on a donkey, not a powerful stallion, carrying a large sword, just on a donkey. A donkey was an ordinary animal. It was a burden bearer. It was ridden by humble people. Horses were owned by wealthy people and by the Roman army. They pulled chariots and they made up the cavalry. This humble rider for a donkey came bringing hope, healing, and heaven. Maybe the people wondered who this could be as clothing was laid down on his path and crowds were cheering and waving palm, palms with shouts of celebration, Hosanna, Hosanna, meaning help me and my burden, help me with my lack, help me with my doubt. It's a cry for salvation, deliverance, rescue, relief, redemption, restoration. Hosanna, save us, do your work on your time, in your way, even on a donkey. Now, why were people waving palms? You know, some faith communities call it Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter. And when I was a kid and attended the Methodist Church, all the children were given a palm to take home on Palm Sunday. And some people think palm branches were used because there were so many palm trees in that part of the world. But there were more reasons for using them than that. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, it was the tree, that time of the year when the trees were in bloom. So in covering the way with palm branches, the people were offering a symbol of luxury. But it was also a symbol of necessity. Palm branches had so many uses to the people that they were considered a gift from God. 
Putting palm branches at Jesus' feet was a symbol of giving up worldly goods, both necessities and luxuries. So it was Passover time, and the Passover meal was to be prepared, and Jesus and the apostles were to partake. On that last night in Egypt, you remember, they took the blood of the lamb, painted it on the side posts and upper doorposts to the house. They burned the meat with fire, ate it with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. And on this particular Passover night, Jesus and his apostles gathered in the upper room, and we read the details of this meal of one and unleavened bread and bitter herbs in the accounts written in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Not one of them mentions a lamb, the firstborn, without blemish, whose blood would become a token. Where was the lamb? Well, blood was spilt, and through it protection would come, and it began in the garden, the garden of Gethsemane, and it ended on the cross. Jesus was taken, tried, whipped, and forced to carry his own cross through the jeering crowd. Until in his weakened condition, he could carry it no longer. The scriptures tell us of one, Simon, the Cyrenac, who came out of the country. He seemed pretty ordinary, humble, a passerby. Maybe even he didn't have much to offer the world. But he was willing to offer an act of goodness in a moment of great need to take compassionate detour in his day. For a small moment, he could help bear the burden, and for that moment, the Savior didn't have to suffer alone. Maybe we can look around us. There are many who shoulder heavy burdens. Following Simon's example, we too could help shoulder a burden, even if just for a time. All through the Easter story, we see the concept of preparing. Luke writes, And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. Then Jesus says, And he shall show you a large upper room furnished. There, make ready. It was in that room that he would give them a cup and a broken bread, saying, This do in remembrance of me. First make ready, then remember. In our, early, in our Easter celebrations, we too must prepare. Make ready your heart, make ready your home, make ready your celebration, and then remember. Today, Easter, is the day to find a way to offer up your finest to the Lord. Always remember him for what he did for us. Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice, became our Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, our Savior. Find some sacred space for him today. Rejoice in him. Let him fill your heart with hope and love. Happy Easter, everybody, and I can't wait to hear your questions. And always remember to follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.